I'm Regan Brandt, and this is the Insurance Chatter. What is the insurance industry talking about? What problems are InsurTech solving? What trends are agents, brokers, underwriters, and executives thinking about? Every week, I sit down with a different person from across the insurance industry to discuss what's happening in their niche markets. I want to give you a behind-the-scenes look at risk, technology, data, and culture within one of the most exciting business sectors. Follow along to get pumped and see where the insurance industry is headed. Today, I'm sitting down with Dan Keough, Chairman and CEO of Holmes Murphy & Associates and co-CEO, co-founder of Broker Tech Ventures. Dan has been making waves in the insurance industry for nearly 30 years, and he is not slowing down. He is a man of many talents, but is driven by a higher power to contribute something bigger than himself to the insurance industry. In his nearly 30 years with Holmes Murphy, Dan has built a reputation as a leader in the industry who can be trusted by his peers and clients. He has worked tirelessly to ensure that Holmes Murphy continues to be the example in the industry that allows companies to stay privately owned. I'm looking forward to seeing him lead Holmes Murphy to being the first billion dollar broker that is private. Listen in as he gives us a little background on how he got started in the insurance industry and landed in Iowa. For sure, you know, so uh, born and raised in Chicago, um, came out to University of Iowa, played baseball there. So that was nice. kind of my first uh, kind of experience. Four of our six kids actually in our family ended up going to the University of Iowa. Well, I had a unique opportunity in 99 to, to kind of move out here to Des Moines to start a company with Holmes Murphy. No one grows up being like, I'm going to be an insurance agent, right? So how did you fall into that opportunity? I was lucky. You know, my my dad's cousin, Jim Keough, was uh, working at Arthur J. Gallagher and was one of the early kind of uh, leaders in there. And he had an amazing run at Gallagher and he gave me an opportunity to, to have an internship. And then with that, I had a unique opportunity to get involved in the captive business and everything else is kind of, you know, been fortunate along the way. The rest is history, and now you're running the ship over there, you know, so. There's a lot of people that run the ship, you know, I just love to yeah. it every now and then, try to stay out of their way, so. So about the captive insurance, how'd you get that started? Yeah, so, you know, captives are all about taking uh, large premium payers and, and having them rethink how they trade dollars with insurance companies. It's around selling control and ownership, and so I did that with Gallagher, and then you know, when I started ICS, there was really, I thought, a better way. Um, you know, through some testing recently, I learned, you know, my why is to contribute something bigger than myself. And then, you know, how yeah. I do that is through a better way. So I thought there was totally. a better way to, to do captives than what was being done out there. And I shared that with not only Holmes Murphy, but other large privately held progressive insurance brokers around the country. And okay. with that, we've had a lot of success over the years. So, um, and then, you know, with that, I had an opportunity to take on more responsibility within Holmes Murphy. And you know, I've been lucky. So, is that still going in Big Fork, Montana, my neck of the woods? Right? Is that? Is that? Yeah. So what what you have is Innovative Cap Strategies is going, and they've got probably a ninety hundred people in the company, and uh, we've bought a captive management company in Big Fork. So that's what you're talking about there. Montana is a great captive domicile. So we've got okay. a presence there in Montana, and then we've also have a a captive manager in Cayman that is a part of our, our captive capabilities uh, that's there as well. Wow. Global captive management 
is the name of that firm and uh, they're just celebrating their 40th year. Which nice. That's awesome. One of the reasons why I'm doing this podcast is I feel like there's not a lot of young talent coming into the insurance industry. There's going to be a shortage. And um, for those of you who don't know, I met Dan actually in 2020 before the pandemic at um, a group called Broker Tech Ventures. And I'm sure we'll get there and talk a little bit about that. But I was absolutely blown away because you guys have tons of young staff that are energetic. What are you guys doing there? How are you recruiting this talent? You know, I think uh, if you go back in time, Holmesburg's had a long history of just interns in the company and interns come up they turn out to be high contributors. Uh, yeah. And, and they, they kind of come for you know the experience and then they stay for the culture and the opportunity. Yeah. And we have a really great culture of highly energetic people that, you know, kind of love what they do and who they do it with, so to speak. We love to solve clients' problems and, and we love to be rewarded for the work that we do. It's a lot of fun. Uh, the internship turned into now an advanced course called The Brainery where college okay. friends come in and they get trained up. Great talent gets great talent. Great cultures attracts great talent. And, you know, we've been fortunate enough to have kind of the wind at our back uh, in that area. Yeah. So I appreciate you commenting uh, what you saw and observed. And we've been fortunate to get great people in the door because of other great people that are here. Well, I will do, you know, a humble brag on how awesome I thought your office was too. So they have like a live band playing for all of us, like full bar, full coffee bar, full snacks. I'm like, what is this? The Ritz? I mean, it was amazing. You guys definitely have a great culture, a great office. And you guys moved, was that, was that new in 2019, 2020 or? It was new. We've we been here maybe a year or two since um, okay. you joined us. So it was just real, real recent when you got here and. Okay. That you know, pandemic to settling down and getting people back in the office. I was just commenting today about you know one of my highlights for the week. I was at a leadership team meeting, and it's just we had some clients in the office, and they were just really blown away by you know the, how welcoming everybody was, but also yeah. the environment that supports that. So they, they absolutely they, they hold offsite meetings here and, and things like that. So it's it's fun to share the space. Met Dan through Broker Tech Ventures. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing there. And yeah, so Broker Tech Ventures is a uh, platform where we, as brokers, saw an opportunity to basically have an organized way to get tremendous entrepreneurs like yourselves and others into the insurance industry with their ideas, and then hopefully propel their capabilities forward faster. And so, based on our relationships in the industry and some of the things that we've done in the past, we felt like this idea would be shared. You know, with others. And so we called, uh, yeah. you know, insurance brokers, insurance companies. And today we've got, you know, 28 uh, industry partners that are involved in the platform. And basically what we do is we have an accelerator and the idea behind the accelerator, and I, you know this better than anybody, is that we yeah. take people that have great ideas and great personalities like yourselves and, <laughs> and, and a tech idea that thinks that can make a, a difference in the industry. And so what we want to do is, is welcome them into an accelerator, provide an opportunity what we think we get is uh, you know, learnings uh, on our end about what yep. they see, and then second, how we can help them propel their ideas forward. And so hopefully you feel like you've received a little bit of that. Um, Absolutely. The, the intellectual capital that we have, the relationship capital, financial capital, all those things that, you know, hopefully moved you forward to a future state faster than you would have been able without Robert Ventures involved. The mentorship, people are like, the seed money is nice and the safe note is nice. But I credit Graham company. There was three or four that stood out that were just like, hey, we're, we like this product and there is a pain point. We want to help you do it better, you know? And so having that real life experience from big brokers gives you credibility and it gives you hands-on experience. Um, we're, we're 
we're better for your view on the industry, right? I mean, if you think about it, we'll keep doing what we're doing just because it's working and we don't know what's, what's yeah. not working until somebody says, hey, there's a better way. So let's totally, totally. And I do have to ask, because I'm always curious, I mean, some of these guys that you partnered with are competitors. You know, does it ever get contentious or how have you guys really been able to keep that altruistic mentality between the group? Yeah, so Simon Sending has a book we've talked about over over the years, just around just you know, there is there are co there is competition that happens, right? I mean competitors can make you better. And, you know, um, the the fact of the matter is is that, you know, we we do compete, but there is pre-competitive stuff that we do share and we're very open with. Yeah. We have an industry and a culture in our industry where we, I think we all acknowledge that we can all help each other and it's not at the expense of each, right? You know, we're just fortunate enough to, to think about it in an abundance mindset. And we just totally. believe that, you know, um, if, if something we can do to help you, it's not going to really hurt us or hurt our competition. Hopefully we can work together to achieve uh, great things for our clients and great things for the industry. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot a little bit, and this will be interesting given your role that you have. So what is the first thing that comes to mind when you hear the word InsureTech? Well, for me, <laughs> InsureTech is really just the convergence of uh, technology within our insurance industry. And so, you know, I just was asked to give a, a piece for the CIAB, which is an industry association around yeah. InsureTech and what is it and how would I describe it? The people that have technology can come from within the industry or outside the industry. And some of the best ideas and how we as an industry have to evolve is that we have, we know the problems. We've got people that can solve the problems. We just got to think about how can technology be part of that. And that's effectively what InsureTech is. And we've got people that have been coming in from outside the industry to solve a problem that partnering with the industry can help them maybe get it, uh, th their business model and their solution dialed in a little bit quicker and yeah. to create a market that is good for them and good for our clients. Well, and that was one thing that I appreciated about Broker Tech Ventures. And I feel like the original insure techs were trying to disrupt and kind of kick, oh, we don't need brokers. Well, that's quickly evolved to be like, wait, brokers are the critical component to this. And this is what, you know, you're taking care of your clients and you need that middleman. Was that something that you guys kind of saw, not necessarily as a threat, but like, we need this because we need this broker piece? Or and I think there's always seasons in who has value and what part of the value chain, where do you provide, right? Yeah. And so at the end of the day, it's those that have the relationship with the clients and their interest in mind. And certainly we feel as brokers, we do have that, but we also have great stakeholders and in insurance companies and the communities we serve, our, our clients, our employees. And we, we've added like insure tech companies to that ecosystem. And to your point earlier yeah. around, you know, firms like Zetafits that came in from the outside in and saying brokers don't add value. It's like, no, 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 we have the highest, we believe that we can provide the highest value and make what you are trying to do, instead of being disruptive, it could be an enabling, right? So we, we, yeah. we view ourselves as an enabling, you know, opportunity for, for partner. We've created some interesting relationships, not only with tech firms like yourselves, but other countries where we've stood up accelerators in Israel example as an example yeah. with Kobe Bendelak and team. And we just launched this week. I don't know if you saw, but we just launched a partnership with InsureTech uh, Latin. Yeah. So you know, totally worldwide lens on technology. We want to help entrepreneurs like yourself realize their goals. What is the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear insurance disruptor? Insurance disruptor, you know, I think that's the old way of doing business. There's got to be some level of disruption and in, in, in change, right? I mean, so change doesn't happen without some level of uneasiness or some level of disruption. 
but what I would say is that if you think about it from a, a better way or an enablement, there's there's just a better path. We've started several companies within Holmes Murphy uh, that, you know, one of our mistakes and one of our companies, we went out as a disruptor and we had to pivot it to from a disruptor model to an enablement model. Once we did that, we had great success and, and it's achieved wonderful things for, for everybody. But I, I do think that disruption just for the sake of disruption doesn't do anybody any good, right? Well, I will love your perspective on this because you are very entrepreneurial. You can tell, I think Holmes Murphy is very entrepreneurial. And let's say you could wake up tomorrow and you had an unlimited balance sheet. What would you create? Well, right now, I think there's just a lot of uh, need around cyber, right? So I think that that's the obvious, you know, and then probably the second close to that would be like something around data and, and the ability to take data and, and have it be more meaningful for all of the stakeholders involved. When you think about insurance and just, you know, what we're trying to do is like, we're trying to provide information to, to, from our clients to the carrier so they can price the risks appropriately. Yeah. But the world is changing so fast that do they have the right lens? Are they measuring the right things? And how do we get to the place where we all have a, a, a open, you know, available information on the actual risk on that day, because on Tuesday it may look this way and next week it might look something completely yeah. different. And how do you stay current with your client's risk and, and all of that? So we're living in a fast paced world, right? And so, you know, there's a lot of change, which provides a lot of opportunity. Um, I do think the data being closed and hard to get to is, is a limiting factor for the industry. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of effort around that. And I think if I had an un unlimited checkbook, I'd probably lean into that one first, because I do think others are solving the cyber opportunity. And I think it's just yeah. philosophical. I think some people want to operate in a closed system like Microsoft, and then others want to open uh, architecture. And I think over time, philosophically, I think your industry will be more open architecture than closed architecture. One of the things I do is this loss run problem. And that's one of the, you know, especially in commercial, it's like, God, I want to analyze this data, help my clients. But what is the holdup on it? Is it from the carrier side that they're scared to give that data, that the brokers don't really actually want it? How do you think we can solve that problem first step? Well, I, I think carriers are willing to solve the problem. And I think part of it is just, you know, whose data is it, first of all, yeah. right? And then... When you get into can they share it, right? There's probably just some systems related uh, challenges that are there. But then now we've got intermediary platforms that we can dump uh, uh, data into. Carriers very much want to be part of the solution, right? We all yeah. Believe, the idea behind Broker Tech Ventures is we all believe there's a better way. And so everyone believes that there's. 50 million things that we got to solve. It's like, okay, yeah. how do we just pick three and solve those three and then move yeah. on to four, five, and six? And, and then we can yeah. maybe just get some energy around that. So, uh, and solve them really well. That was one thing when I was doing this loss run thing. You know, people are like, can you do this? Can you do this? I'm like, no, I want to be really good at this. Like, stop. Just an entrepreneurial uh, advantage that you have in terms of you can't boil the ocean, right? You've got to, you yeah, gotta, you got to stick to your core and do it best and do it better than anybody. Because if you can do yeah. that and you can get the velocity, then all of a sudden you have the opportunity to say, okay, now I can go on to two, three, and four. Ab after, exactly. After you have the break. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No, I think that that's, I, I looked at, I, I always laugh because at the first Broker Deck Ventures, you know, cohort, and for those of you who don't know, it's kind of like this mini shark tank. Every single person was way smarter than me. And they're just so good at tech. They were so smart. But a lot of them were trying to solve like the whole world's problems. And so I remember asking them like, well, how many, you know, customers are using this? They're like, zero. Yeah. It's like, 
Ah, you know, because insurance agents, you guys have so much tech. You want to, you, you can't reinvent the whole wheel all at once, yeah. you know, so. Well, and you were, you were very on, 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 on message on point and everyone knew that there was something there, right? We didn't know really yeah. what it was. I'm not sure. Yeah. What it was, but yeah. you knew it was a pain point and you totally good thing that you had a smile and you had a personality and you had conviction <laughs> and we all bought into it, you know? And that, you know yeah. So, like we will solve this problem come hell or high water. Let's kind of pivot here to the end and give us, you know, the the 30 second elevator pitch of Holmes Murphy. So, I mean, I think if you think about Holmes Murphy, we have a vision to be the example in the industry that allows uh, a platform for people to stay private. Uh, there's a lot of consolidation in our industry. Private equities found the industry, yep. they're here to stay. And it's a very competitive industry, but we do believe there can be a billion dollar broker that is a private owner model That's and not right. a, private owner that has minority equity in it because there's a lot of versions yep. out there like that because that's just the beginning and the end in our world and yep. that's all around you know the the short term and what we just want to do is build a, a long-term sustainable business that empowers people to do the right things for clients when you look at our thousand employees we've got a large segment that touch clients every day that serve clients every day and go out and get new ones we're growing uh, we're, we're, we're really excited about the talent that we're attracting that is leaving large public and private equity backed brokers that have to run at margin and have more yeah. conference calls. And we don't have that. We're fortunate uh, in that regard. Yeah. Um, and this year we're celebrating 90 years. And so we're, we're super excited about that. You know, we, awesome. we're trying to make a small difference in the industry. And you know, I, I was given a speech the other day at the uh, Global Insurance Accelerator that, that's here in Des Moines. Again, little old Des Moines, Iowa, little old in Iowa started the first insurance accelerator and global insurance accelerator largely supported by uh, insurance companies and then we were the first one to start the first worldwide accelerator for yeah. so what what i what i said in this little speech holmes and murphy are real people uh, max holmes and ray murphy and i was like you know if they were looking down on us now they'd be like holy cow this industry is really complex and I, I would also hope that they would have like look at us and say you know i'm really proud of the small difference we're making in the industry for others, right? You know, the communities yeah. that we're in, the clients that we're serving, the, the insurance company partners that are stakeholders, and certainly great entrepreneurs like yourself that we want to help propel your, your success forward. And, you know, three years into it, we've got small investments in 36 companies. We've done follow-along in about a third of those. We've started several different companies that we've scaled. So it's, been, it's a fun industry. And, and we want, you know, talent to know that we have an entrepreneurial platform that Private ownership is the way to go. Well, and I was laughing. You'll get a kick out of this. I talked to a few guys, you know, that are so, always annoyed because the finance industry gets all this buzz. And they're like, almost like insurance is the redheaded stepchild, right? Why? It is so cool. And, you know, I do think companies like Holmes Murphy really set the industry apart that if people can see what you guys are doing, how creative you are. I love the diversity that you guys have. I'm just Before we started this, Ellen, who I love, popped in. And it's just like these dynamic females are there. And that's what the industry needs. We're proud of, well, Ellen's done an amazing job of, you know, she started something called Wow Women Optimizing Women. And she's, yeah, she does uh, Moms That Wow, which we recognize um, mothers that have uh, really yeah. done great things in our company. And so she's done an amazing job. And she, you know, we're proud of the, the women leaders that we have in the organization. And, uh, you know, we, we just need more, right? I mean, so we just we yeah. got to get set the examples out there so people can see and emulate and know that this is a 
a real opportunity for, for women to be successful and, and have the flexibilities that, that we all need to be, you know, great parents and, but also great at what we want to do and during our day jobs. Right. You know, so. Well, and you know, I know you mentioned it was 90 years, but you also rebranded this year too, right? We did. Well, so tell us a little bit about that. You know, I think, um, you know, we, you know, every three to five years, seven years, we just kind of look at ourselves and are we really who we say we are? And yeah. know, thinking ahead was something that served us for a period of time. And, um, you know, when, when, when you look at the persona of the business back then, it was very one dimensional. And I think when you look at society today and really to the point around diversity of an audience and diversity of your employment base and the diversity yeah. that we're all trying to attract to the industry, we just felt like we needed to be more more multi multi-dimensional. And I would say that in the different personas, it was obvious that the way to achieve that was to feature our people. Our people are our greatest asset. And so yeah. we believe that, you know, you know, caring for our people's unique potential is our sole purpose. And so that's our passion, that's our purpose statement, and that's what we kind of try to live out every day. So the dot fully no. is that, you know, kind of we're all in. We're we're fully committed to who we are and what we stand for. I loved when it came out. Everyone had it on their LinkedIn. You guys did a great blitz on it. And I think it really did show your guys' personality. It's incredible what you guys have created. So super honored that you came on the podcast. I'll make sure I tag you guys so anyone can see it. And hopefully I will be buying you a beer in Missoula or in Flathead in the next couple months. So end of June, you're gonna I'll take you up on it. That is a wrap for the chatter this week. If you like what you heard here today, join us each week to stay up to date on the insurance trends, best practices, and emerging technologies that are disrupting the insurance industry.